Hello and welcome. I'm Nadia C. Patterson with Art of Sia, and you're listening to Wine and Wednesdays. Today I'm going to walk you through my first fundamental concept of seed planting. Remember, Art of Sia focuses on three key ideas. Seed planting, recognizing illusions, and kindness. Begin to be tuned into these so that you can change your perception in order to change your situation. Let's get started. So what are seeds? Well, simply put, seeds are thoughts. If you Google thoughts, Webster Dictionary will tell you thoughts are ideas or opinions produced by thinking or occurring suddenly in the mind. According to Science Daily, thought is a mental process which allows beings to model the world and so to deal with it effectively according to their goals, plans, and desires. It goes on to say that thinking involves manipulation of information. A thought is a representation of something. But even deeper, if you continue to Google, according to psychologytoday.com, our thoughts are maps representing and corresponding to things that our brains have either perceived with our senses or felt with our emotions. Thoughts can be fleeting or they may later be consolidated and turned into memories. So we really are what we think we are. So let's break this down. On the surface, Webster Dictionary says that thoughts are ideas. Yep, knew that. ScienceDaily.com says thought is a process which allows us to see the world and to deal with it effectively. Well, how do we do that? We manipulate information. And then finally, psychologytoday.com expands on this concept by saying thoughts are maps corresponding to things that our brains have perceived. Either they can be fleeting or they can be memories. Now, Artificia looks at thought as follows. Watch what you think because thoughts are simply a manipulation of information. Since you are going to manipulate or change the information, make sure you're doing it in a healthy and positive way. Create a healthy map for your brain to come back to. Remember from episode one, I told you that your brain wants to get to the information quickly and effectively. Is the map you created leading to a correct perception? Reading negativity. Negative thoughts lead to disease. Dis-ease. Ease means the absence of difficulty or effort. So it is therefore easy to do something. It also means to make something that is unpleasant, painful, or intense less serious. So for example, the Tylenol eased my pain. The prefix dis is a Latin word meaning apart. It means away, negative, and or having the lack of. So to be in dis-ease is to be in the presence of difficulty. Do not allow yourself to remain in this state. The only thing you need to do with negative thoughts is to identify them 
and remove them from your map so that they do not create disease. The sooner you do this, the better. But this, of course, is where all the work comes in. Nobody but you can remove these thoughts. You are the only person who can identify which thoughts you are holding on to that are negative. I mean, yeah, we can sit down on a one-on-one session and maybe I can help you try to uncover them. But if you aren't honest with yourself, you're not going to be honest with me. Uncovering the roots of those thoughts might seem too much to you, but I'm here to tell you that it works if you work it. You will free yourself if you are willing to identify your negative seeds. But let's be honest, most of our seeds were planted decades ago. They were planted when we were children and or maybe we were going through a a real trauma in our lives. But ladies, you are not children any longer. And I pray that you are not still in a traumatic life event. If you are, please get with a good therapist. These maps that you are creating need to be rewired. They need to be rewritten. You need to start viewing your life as an adult. Release yourself from the disease you had when you were younger. You are in control. You are in control because you are of God and he is almighty. He is in control and since he is within you, you too are in control because there is only one. He is not separate from you. Take your control back. If you do not, you will continue to go through these lessons until you learn what you need to learn. Aren't you tired of repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again? Release the negative seeds and rewrite your map. So there are two things that I personally feel are holding us wives back. I think it is our view on our weight and how we raise our children. Let's talk about weight first. So in my eyes, I believe that we look at weight in two different ways. Either you are skinny, fit, attractive and healthy, or you're not. This to me is a negative seeds. Print ads, magazines started this concept of what beauty was. Then commercials in Hollywood followed. And then you have these advertising agencies of yesteryear that are defining what beauty is by putting some random person who they thought was attractive centerfold in these magazines. Marketing firms are hired to sell products and they do a very good job. Movie executives and producers have the certain look for their leading ladies. I mean, even Disney princesses have a certain look to them. We see these ads and we watch these movies and we begin to believe that if they are on TV or if they're in the magazines, they must be beautiful. Why don't I look like that? And the crazy thing is though, beauty gets redesigned over time. Way, way back in the day, it was a sign of wealth to be large. Right? It meant that you had 
a lot of food. And if you had a lot of food, you were rich. That's what people wanted. Poor people were thin. Then that fizzled out. And no one wanted a big butt. But now I feel like it's going full circle again. Now people are flocking down to the Dominican and to Brazil to get butt injections or implants. Risking their lives to look a certain way. To impress people they don't even know. Attempting to be someone you are not is exhausting and unobtainable. But marketing firms are masters of seed planting. They make money by making you feel as if you need what they're selling. And today we have Facebook and Instagram. Social media influencers are the new marketing firms. But call them what you want. They are experts in getting you to feel that you need what they are selling. You need that facial cream to look as beautiful as the model does. You need that snatched waist and round butt to get thousands of likes and or followers. Stop letting social media define your beauty. These are weeds. Make sure you are able to identify them and don't allow them to grow. How about trying to look good for your spouse? How about stop trying to have that perfect Instagram photo, adding filters to appear a certain way? You know who loves you for who you are? Your husband. Have you considered him? I believe he is the only person that you need to be concerned about. Does he find you attractive? Yes? Great job, mommy. Keep up the good work. No? Then what do you need to do to be attractive to him again? Have you fallen victim to Facebook? And now you have fake butt and breast, fake nails and lashes, wigs and extensions? Have you neglected yourself for the last decade and you've got an extra 25 or so pounds sitting on you? He knows what he likes. And because men are visual creatures, he's going to look at what he's attracted to. Your focus should be your health, not your size. Knowing your numbers. I'm talking about glucose, your blood pressure, your HDL and your LDL. Your focus should be making sure you stay attractive for your man, not having the perfect body for an IG photo. As wives, we have a duty to stay sexy for our men. Be confident and healthy in your own skin. Just because you are skinny does not mean you're healthy. And just because you're a plus size does not mean you're unhealthy. Your thoughts and your beliefs are what dictate your health. Negative thoughts invite disease. Stay healthy for yourself and sexy for your man. He will look at what attracts him. Make sure his eyes are always on you. Time for a wine break. All right. So it's Wine and Wednesdays today, ladies. What do you have? What are you sipping on? Please, please go out to Instagram at art.of.co or message me on Facebook. Um, let me know what you're sipping on. I would always love to get some suggestions. Today, I have a Scott Peterson. It's a 2019 SP Drummer Red. 
I am part of a wine club called Naked Wines and I get all of these wines from um, small vineyards here in the U.S. Um, shipped right to my door. I don't even have to go anywhere and this is one of the um, wines that I am sampling today. The label says, or I won't say the label, but the description says it is aged in a whiskey barrel for a powerful punch. It is bold and full body. Yes, yes, but this one here, you need to let it sit. Let it sit for about 30 minutes so that it can release all of those good flavors. Sit back, relax, maybe start cooking dinner. Listen to me for, for 15, 20 minutes and um, well, no, you want to be sipping it while you're listening to me. So yeah, just start it early, okay? All right. Mm, that's good. Okay, let's get back into it. So I take another sip. We're going to talk about children now and how I feel we can um, maybe do a little bit better in that arena. My twist on this is children come first. I think we as women somehow have incorporated that saying and we've taken it to a level that is um, a little bit extra. When we were young, I believe we see our parents taking care of us, right? They nurture us and we believe we are their worlds and we are happy and we begin to believe that the children come first. I mean, after all, I came first um, in my mother's eyes, right? <laughs> we see all of our friends' parents behaving in the same manner too. They help us with our homework. They help us perfect our science projects. They drive us to sleepovers and Saturday morning games, sitting in the stands cheering us on, giving us the keys to the car, making sure that all of our needs and wants are met. We are happy because our parents are putting us first. So we develop this immature concept of what motherhood looks like. Immature because it's coming from the viewpoint of a child. So now when you're an adult and you've got your own children and you are unable for whatever reason to be your child's everything, you start to feel inadequate as a mother. You take on all these unnecessary responsibilities. You're driving yourself crazy trying to be in three places at one time. After all, it's all about the kids though. So many mothers put their children before the marriage. Ladies, you must stay connected with your husbands. He was there before that baby and he will be there after that baby leaves the house. It's not neglecting the child. That's a negative thought and we do not let that in. Instead, view it as nurturing the child, nurturing the marriage. It's healing you. That child will grow up and take a spouse for themselves one day, and where does that leave you? You and your husband stayed together because it was all about the children, right? And now y'all aren't connected anymore. You're empty nesters and you're sitting around looking at each other and you don't even really like each other anymore. Well, let's forget about the whole empty nesters. My two children are 12 and 14, and they're pretty much self-sufficient. 
what am I to do with myself since I've poured all of my energy into these kids and now they don't need me anymore or need me in that level that they used to when they were smaller. I would be absolutely miserable if my husband and I hadn't reconnected. Don't let this happen to you. Do you remember maybe when you were pregnant and some of your older co-workers or maybe it was your parents' friends told you to make sure you schedule date night? You didn't listen, did you? Your friends and family were trying to warn you. Knowledge is power. It's never too late to start listening. Pretend for a second you're seated on an airplane and you know you hear that announcement. In the unlikely event, the cabin loses pressure, a mask will drop from the ceiling. If you are with someone who needs assistance, please put your mask on first. Then you can assist others. Put your mask on first? Well, why would you, the parent, need to mask up first? I mean, after all, the children come first, right? Yeah. You go right ahead and put your child's oxygen mask on first. And when you realize all the oxygen is gone and you start to pass out, who's going to put your mask on? When that plane lands and your child needs assistance getting to safety, where are you? Slumped over in the seat unconscious because the children come first. You cannot give your children all of what they need unless you are properly cared for. Yes, they need oxygen right now, but they also need to feel safe. They also need help navigating the world. If you only focus on the immediate need, you are missing the big picture. Start looking a little further into the future than this one play date. Look further, look a little bit deeper than the next carpool. Say no, not today. Show them boundaries. Show them how important it is to take care of themselves. Show them you are more than just their mother. So that when they become mothers, they will not fall into the same trap and feel guilty because they don't do everything for their kids. Ladies, please stop calling the school for every bad grade your child gets. Please stop arguing with their coaches because they're not playing. Teach them accountability. You want good grades? Study. You want to play? Practice. Putting your child first is what mothers do. It's what we've been brainwashed to believe is the right thing to do. I mean, after all, who would put a grown man's needs in front of a little bitty old baby? Not very many women. But again, you need to nurture this relationship so that you can show your children an example of what a healthy relationship looks like. Yes, children have needs that you as their mother must provide, but so does your husband. And it's equally important that you nurture him as his wife. When you nurture him, you're nurturing yourself. How? <laughs> you wanted to get married, right? Ask yourself this. Would my husband have proposed to me if he knew it wasn't important to me to be married? I am willing to bet, probably not. More than likely, he wanted to make you happy. He loved you, and this is what a family looked like to you. 
So yeah, he asked you to marry him. But I am willing to put money on it. That if he knew that marriage wasn't a goal for you, he'd have been more than happy to skip that ceremony and spend the money on a house. Go ask him. Take time for yourself so that you can be the best you. How can you take care of your family if you are stressed out? Children learn from examples. My children hate when my husband and I kiss in front of them. And with a child's mind, yeah, I can see how that could be nasty. But when they are adults, they will cherish the fact that they saw the love between their parents. If you don't feel connected to your husband, intimacy wanes. And if you're not having sex, you're not a couple. Go on a date night. Get back to the old y'all. All right, that was episode two of Wine and Wednesdays. Again, this is Nadia with Art of Sia. Next week, I am staying on my topic here, and I'm going to go ahead and, and dive into illusions. There's, I kind of touched a little bit on some of the illusions today, so don't be surprised if they pop up next week that we're going to dig deeper into this. We're getting rid of negativity. We are recognizing illusions. And then finally, we are going to start to be kind to people, especially those that live in our homes. All right. Go out, please. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Arc.of.sia. You can also check out my website if you want some more information on one-on-one coaching. My website is artofsia.com. And I'll see you next week. Until then, take care of yourself.